0: Communication, my bell, bell, bell. I got the ill communication, my bell. I got the ill communication. Who's that word, i up. Word, word, I'm up. Uh, okay. uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Maybe the best four bars of hip hop music ever. Just Q going, uh, I need a video of that because that's just can you give me a, a test,
1: please?
2: Yes. Is everyone ready? This is insane. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hamilcast. It is me, Jillian. I am here with Mike. You know Mike. Hey, yeah, it's me. And uh, <laughs> well, Miranda's here.
0: What's up, In my Hamilcast. living room.
2: You're eating popcorn?
0: I am eating popcorn (laughs) because you gave me booze and I haven't eaten enough to eat.
2: Here, wait, let me give you some slack on that. I don't want you to feel like you can't lean back. I want you to get as comfortable as humanly possible. I think that's a
1: successful cocktail. We we can already say at
0: this early stage.
2: As soon as I tasted
0: it, I said, I'm going to need some more food if (laughs) I'm going to be... My voice is going to be in public well, let I let's, talk to you.
2: <laughs> let's, talk to, let's talk to the listeners about what the cocktail is. And I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of listeners who don't know who the hell I am because now they're listening for you. So the cocktail is I, I try to do a cocktail for specifically the person who's on the show. Mike helps me a lot in that. And I appreciate that very much. So this cocktail is a it's called the Spark into a Flame. Mm hmm. Because I think that's what you do. And I think the fact that you're here means that it's kind of what I do. Is that a dick thing to say? <laughs> no, or like no, what I did. Uh, but what it is, is uh, it's a nutcracker. It's our version of the nutcracker. So do you want to tell the and listeners? And that's not
0: dun 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 no, no, no. dun 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 It's dun, dun, the opposite dun, dun, of like no. a beautiful classic. No, that's a, very, um, uh, that's a very popular and very illegal Washington Heights uh, alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, served behind your finest bodegas mm-hmm. yes
2: and sometimes you never know who's making it or what's in it or what's going on or how sanitary it is so i'm telling you now that we <laughs> made it with the finest ingredients
1: it's essentially like a fruity delicious drink that's totally. often sold illegally but we thought as a as a reference to lynn's to lynn's beginnings and to where he is now like a startup on from the bottom now we're here or the spark into a flame spark into a flame, we thought we would make our this. version of the Nutcracker with the fanciest ingredients we could find. So we found gray goose, we yeah. found Bacardi 151, <laughs> and we found just did it up
2: all the things, and it's delicious. And we're serving it in tasty. a Leo McGarry thick with a heavy base. That's
1: what
0: I remember.
2: Let's mm-hmm. remember. Oh
1: that's one of the
0: best episodes.
2: Uh, and the water is served. The water that has not been touched has been served in our. He Harry loves being Potter. part of a
0: team. I love him so much. Mm-hmm.
1: What are you doing? Well, I think he's being a little snotty, so I think he's going to have to wait, and I think he's going to have to wait while the camera's on me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all the West Wing, you guys. So get ready for that. And I just, I have to say, it is... So for the first couple... Okay, so I'm just, uh, God, how am I going to edit this? So this happened really fast, you being here. Yeah. But not because I've been doing this for 19 months. But when we got in touch, it was kind of fast. So I just need you to know that for the last couple days, I've been having a combination. My mind has been going from like that thing you do like skitch how did we get here and also like <laughs>
0: christmas eve last year christmas
2: eve last year and also like is this real life <laughs> and Woo! then and also just like of course like it just feels <laughs> right that you're hanging out in my living room we're like eating well, popcorn sure. and and hanging out well you so. sent the bat signal uh, did i
0: <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. was it
2: mandy It was. It was
0: shock. It was shock. I. I. I I honestly, I have to confess, I I had not heard about the show, and then. Oh, that's okay. I I didn't
2: expect you to ever hear about it. Honestly, I
0: heard Shockwaves episode uh, while I was in London, and went, all right. Um, And I loved. I just, you know, I loved the the way you guys sort of talk about the show, and then I heard the Mandy episode and the Ian episode, and then I was like, all right. So I sent you a message on Twitter. It's all right. When when do you need me? I said, I'm I'm home. I think I said, I'm home in August.
2: No, you said, okay. Uh, (laughs) You said, okay. I loved your Mandy episode. I think I'm ready. (laughs) Talk in September, question mark. Yeah. And so I took a moment, (laughs) did a little bit of pacing in this living room that you're in. Took a breath.
1: You braced yourself on the chair and I had to ask you if you were okay.
2: And I said, "Mm, yeah. Yeah. Did a West Wing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. OK, yeah, totally. The whole thing. Lynn just said the, the takeoff thing at 100 um, percent. And I just said, Lynn just said the takeoff thing. That's insane. I promise I'll stop doing that. <laughs> yep. um, and so then I was like, yes, we'll be out of the heat dome. Spoiler, we're not. It's also the first day of school, literally. So the kids You'll will probably be screaming. Hundreds
0: of children. We'll get to see them growing up.
2: Why? What?
0: I mean, you think I can't quote it as much as you quote it? I fucking wrote it.
2: But it's sad. Okay, so we're doing this. We might have to open a window, though. because if Okay, anyway. So then I said, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. So I was like, yes, September works. (laughs) (laughs) Try to play it super close. Like, September works. We'll be out of the heat dome. Because that's when you were still, like, not, quote, not on Twitter. I was like, have a great time on the rest of your your vacation. And I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I Here's a... Uh, Fun fact, I wrote down because I still have like a handwritten calendar. I was going to follow up with you on the 12th. So I wrote follow up with LMM.
0: You wrote on a napkin, Bartlett for America. Uh-huh. And under that, follow up with LMM uh-huh. 12th.
2: Right. While holding the thick with a heavy bass <laughs> glass. And mm-hmm. someone cut my tie off. It was crazy. My just <laughs> tie off for the energy of it. And uh, and I got to cross that out, which was a really amazing, which is like the poet laureate says to Toby, like, do you like making lists? I do you like crossing things, things out? List, yeah. And um, what was I, th-
1: What was the Thursday direct message?
2: It was just how's Thursday. How's Thursday? So and- I wake up to so I had a whole thing. I was like, it's gonna be September. I'm not gonna like, you know, you're a busy person. You have a lot going on. So I I was like, all right, by September 12th, because that'll be the episode, like, you know, then Thane, Thane's gonna come out the day before and we had the best time. And I was like, maybe he'll hear that and maybe he'll remember. I don't know. I don't know if you're subscribed to I whatever. think I'm a
0: nice tonic after Thane, because Thane's a crazy person. Thane <laughs> in, the in, best the best way. Way, in the best way.
2: We all we did was like laugh. And scream and talk at each other the entire time. Yeah,
0: that's the thing.
2: It could, yeah. It was, it was, mm-hmm. it was ju- we talked about he's just, ghosts. He's just like. And we talked about like, as, me as a freelancer, how I like resent that I have to write a check to you the You know Treasury? how in
0: Gremlins 2, there are like different specialized gremlins. Gremlins 2, the new batch. There's like the electricity gremlin and there's the like lady gremlin and there's the, like things like the Joy Gremlin. Like uh-huh. if Joy took a on pixie. a human form, Gremlins it would be new He's
2: an actual Things that pixie. I didn't
1: think would be mentioned during he, this interview. He
2: is yeah.
0: he's the Joy
1: Gremlin.
2: Yeah. Um. So then I was like, oh, okay. And then I wake up to a message from you saying, how how's Thursday?
1: And I have to tell you what I saw when that happened. Uh-huh. We, were, we were like laying in bed. I was still asleep. And remember how the Undertaker would... <laughs> <laughs> Lynn just did it. The yeah. Undertaker
0: would go from a dead laying lying down to GIF.
1: a full 90 degree sit-up, like like he just like resurrected himself and the audience would go crazy. <laughs> that's what Jillian did, and it was so it was so sudden that I thought she was still asleep and was having a terrible dream. So I was like, What's wrong? She's like, nothing, nothing is wrong. And then
0: that's right. that's what happened. Yeah, and, and then, then you sent me a Leslie No break dancing GIF and mm-hmm. we were off to the races. And oh, are. you're a
2: gif person? I'm a GIF person. The
0: guy's name was Jif.
2: But the, the first guy who word. Invented it. But the mm-hmm. first word is graphic. Right. It's graphic. I go back and, and forth. Okay, Lynn. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want fight to fight with you. I don't want to fight
0: with you. Listen, House Stark.
2: I know. Right? Please. <laughs> um. But I just yeah. I, and I was saying like, y- you know, a lot of people had questions for. Um, like how this happened and I'm like, I don't know, I can't tell you. But I, I just think it's funny. I was like, for a man of so many words who, thanks to Ian Weinberger, I know was a five hundred and seventy one page libretto, you're a man of very few on the Twitter DMs. <laughs> um, so it was just like time, date, place, location. Well, I know Leslie, you I know you gift. have
0: specialized listeners who have very specific questions and I know you need time to get that together and so I also wanted to be, you know. So you're, you like, you about the
2: Patreon peeps? I knew
0: about the Patreon because you mentioned it in the show. You said, and here are the questions from mm-hmm. the Patreon peeps. So we well, like, will get
2: to them, you guys. Do it's you your, time, guys. You it's your time, guys. It's your time. They have been, I just want to shout out the Patreon peeps and we will get to you, we will get to your questions, but they have been... They have made me cry so many times with the quoting, like, there's nothing you can do that won't make us proud of you. Oh, come like, on. Now I, you're making I, me like, cry. And mm. then, like let, like, let Bartlett be Bartlett. Let Jillian be Jillian. Like, he's here because he likes what you do. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God. have been, it, it's been an insane couple days. And they have been so excited. And I just, a lot of them, I started the Patreon in February. So, like, a year-ish after I started the yeah. podcast. And But many of them have been here since day one. Right so they have been following like when scott wasserman was on the show in episode 9 giving yeah all the street cred and like <laughs> all this cool shit and like why you know they've just been so excited so um i just want to shout you guys out and thank you for everything it's been a time. So, anyway, Lynn, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming by. Thanks. You have... caught me on a really free day. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you yes. you you picked it. So yeah, I hope that it's. Yeah.
0: I got nothing going on today, so it's mm. yeah? lovely.
2: <laughs> Great. Uh what I mean, what do you wanna talk I mean, we can talk about anything you want. Honestly,
0: it's your time. I know how like deep you guys go. Like we can go super nerdy, we can go super esoteric, we you know, we can Screw go around if you humble want. beginnings, like, you know, because there is uh, I mean, there is Several years before any cast gets involved With this thing where it was just me and Tommy Kicking shit back and forth So we can talk about that we can talk about stuff Once cast got involved I mean yeah it's your time I have seven years and my brain And it's at your disposal can I
1: do another West Wing quote Screw around if you want, but it's your money. It's about to be my money, and I sleep fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet all the money in my pockets against all the money God. in your pockets Only that Lynn's going to be awesome. My
1: <laughs> oh my God.
2: So I did, I did want to <laughs> say one little like, fangirly thing that you tweeted uh, not too long ago that you, I love your good morning tweets and good night tweets. And my mom actually—I tweeted this. I don't know if you saw it, but my mom printed out one about like courage, like even when fear is in the back of your throat. She like printed it out and yeah. made this really cool. She has thing it on her on the windowsill oh, cool. in the kitchen. Yeah, she's like my parents are really psyched. Uh, but
0: <laughs> that was popcorn me hitting bowl. my um, <laughs> alcoholic drink against my popcorn bowl.
2: <laughs> also, Mike is the. Isn't it great? Mike is the best it's popcorn, popcorn, popcorn maker yeah. ever. It's just because you know the timing on the I'm microwave. I'm sorry, I
0: interrupted. No, you were okay. about to say very heartfelt
2: I thing. interrupt everyone all the time. so <laughs> I'm very
1: I, attentive to the one to three seconds between pops. I'm very good at my It's really popular.
2: good. That's fine. Uh, but the tweet really that resonated with me the most was, good morning, don't wait on anyone to make your favorite thing, make your own favorite thing go. Um, and that's <laughs> what I did with this podcast. And here we are. So you're, you made the thing. That was my favorite thing, and then I made the thing that is my favorite thing to do all the time.
0: And here we are,
2: and here we are,
0: and that's and, and that's how it's supposed to work, right, ladies and gentlemen listening at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I really wanted to just be in musicals. <laughs> like, that was like the thing I wanted, yeah. And when you're a Puerto Rican dude, if you can't sing well enough, I will never sound like Brian Stokes Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, so I can't play Man of La Mancha. And I will never be able to dance well enough to play Paul and Chorus Lion or Bernardo. So I didn't have a gig. Uh, yeah. I, and I didn't see a gig. And I remember being so excited when the Cape Man was coming to Broadway, because it was like it was like a super group of my heroes. Sure. It was like Ruben Blades, Mark Anthony singing Paul Simon music. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I and Derek Walcott. Like I was just like, oh, this is these are all my favorite artists coming together and then the show just like lived and died like super quickly and i remember and it, it was almost like the universe going <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna make your favorite thing yeah <laughs> and it wasn't and you know i mean there was a lot i loved in the show um but it, it didn't it didn't quite work on stage and i just remember thinking oh like no one's this was supposed to be your dream musical. No one's gonna make your dream musical. Mm-hmm. Um and it's on it's up to you.
2: <laughs> right. And the difference is I think is that I didn't know that I was gonna be a podcaster. Podcasting didn't
0: exist when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but it was just And I'm it... so lucky I have I have friends who make their living podcasting, and I totally. think that's so incredible. And yeah. but it's it is not an occupation that existed when we were little.
2: No, it's not my like official occupation. I, this is no. the, the ultimate passion project. And I just can't believe, and I promise I'll get over it in maybe like five minutes. But <laughs> I just can't believe that like I you made the thing that made me want to make the thing. And this community has formed like the Patreon peeps. We have this closed Facebook group and they say these beautiful things like, the people in their lives don't know the version of them that they show in this group like they feel safe. And I said very early on in, in this podcast, like in the first couple episodes and I said it as a joke first and it's super it really quickly became not a joke like this is a safe space. Yeah, You can totally Lynn, you and I have a lot in common the one thing we have in common the most is that there's no chill whatsoever. <laughs> like, I am the worst actress in the world in the sense where, like, if I'm in love with something or if I love yeah. it and I want to talk about it, like, that's what it is. And there are people from all over the world in Hawaii and Singapore and all this stuff, and they found each other. Yeah. And it's just kind of amazing. And there's that- also...
0: There's something about podcasting in particular that unlocks that, because it's not radio. You don't have to put commercials in it. Um, there's also this intimacy like the podcast that i listen to like i'm like itchy like waiting for them to show up like you totally. know it is this thing of like you know they're with you when you're walking your dog or you're uh-huh. driving your car or mm-hmm. you're like they're with you in the moments when you're alone mm-hmm. um almost by definition like i don't group listen to any podcasts <laughs> you know at most I, i'll put on a podcast that my wife will listen to with me yeah. but um but you listen to them when you're alone and so there is an intimacy and there's a um there's this feeling of communion that i don't i i really haven't seen in a lot of other art forms i mean and this is really an emerging form
2: yeah um so before we really get into it i just want to ask you one question and patreon peeps we're going to do a whole section about you guys but um someone has a question about hamilton who was employed by hamilton oh boy ian weinberger okay. What's a, Ian want? <laughs> <laughs> Ian, the nice, Ian wants to come over and watch the West Wing. You're invited. You're invited I'll, to all I'll that West Wing with Ian anytime, any day of the week. Um, but he, so he and I had a little bit of a like maybe our first fight during our recording, <laughs> where he thinks that the first couple bars of Hamilton, you know them. I'm not going to do them. Is the same rhythm of I am not throwing away my shot, and he likes to think that the show starts with i am not throwing away my shot so his argument for that it's a coincidence then he cited you and sir alex lacamore i can ian said i can call him lack is that okay I can call him Lac. okay we all call him lack okay but I'm like I met him once. I'm like nobody. <laughs> um, but he thinks that it's a coincidence, and his his he's citing the White House performance that you he was like yeah well he performed that like way well before he he uh, Lynn wrote my shot, and I was like that proves that it's not a coincidence. There are no coincidences in the show. So who's right?
0: You're both right. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I, I will tell you. I can only tell you what went into the making of both songs. I wrote. Um, Alexander Hamilton, the song at the White House, to uh, a beat I created on GarageBand. You you went into the door... Screeching uh, sound mm-hmm. effect and how we found the piano equivalent of that for um, the White House performance. The
2: keyboard is here, just saying, <laughs> yeah. just okay. saying. All if right. you if, if closing, really if-
0: I brought my computer too. I got old files and shit. <gasps> um, but the <laughs>
2: I am now the skull emoji. Just we're all skull emojis. It's weird how like a spiritual entity can the can be picked yeah. up by a microphone but when you're dead.
0: I, so I wrote that, and you know what's interesting? I've never told anyone this. There was a uh, there was a moment where I thought maybe Eliza's in on this too and there was a song there was a song called uh, there was a hook called There Won't Be Monuments There Are No Monuments For You that was going to kind of go between the verses about Hamilton Like
2: Palaces Out of Paragraphs?
0: Kind of kind except of? then I went on Google and was like oh there's a lot of Hamilton monuments oh, okay. this lyric is bullshit <laughs> There's several in New York alone It's a beautiful lyric yeah. but it's bullshit um, Well
2: but so was uh, I Punched the burser.
0: Yeah Yeah well that Yeah that's So true. some
2: of them you were okay with Yeah
0: but sometimes bullshit justifies a really good Oh, oh my god. But it's Sir, a good rhyme come uh, run. on justifiable um, bullshit totally. yeah exactly hashtag <laughs> um, <laughs> but i um so anyway so so alex and i really basically adapted this music loop i'd created on GarageBand for piano uh together uh when the white house called and then in the year i was writing my shot and this is really you know everyone asks what comes first music or lyrics the lyrics really came first in my shot. Mm -hmm. So I had that hook. I am not throwing away my shot. And I had Hamilton's verses. And I was so like... I was just starting and I was so scared of like getting it wrong because I was just starting and I really thought this was a good idea and I didn't want to screw it up with my own poor musicianship.
2: And you like had no contact with Chernow yet? Like this, it was all I had no you. contact with
0: Chernow yet and I just started, I think I found a beat I liked, but I wouldn't commit to a chord progression. Like I was just like, I, like I'm just going to make the words as good as possible. And that's why it took so long was like, I was like, mm, this is not quite right. Mm, this is not quite right. So... All this to say that rhythm at the top of of Alexander Hamilton was the only music I could draw from because I didn't have any chords. So I'm not throwing away my shot. Absolutely evokes the drum pattern at the top right. or the piano figure, rather. But that's because I wasn't committing to any music because I was it was just like I was scared to get started. hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes
2: uh, it makes all. So the sense I wrote in Hamilton's
0: whole first verse. I'm a diamond in the rough, a shiny piece. I wrote all of that without a chord progression under it. I just wrote it to drums because I was scared of getting it wrong. Yeah. Um, and then once I finally committed to it, I, you know, I was able to find lots of lot lots of really fun stuff. Um, I really like the woe section. I call that the. I don't think anyone said this on your show yet. I call that the AOL modem. <gasps> that interval, which is a bitch to sing the Whoa, whoa, whoa hey. whoa, whoa. Woo. whoa, whoa,
1: whoa said, Let them hear you yeah. Let's go Whoa, oh, oh, oh. whoa, whoa I sit shouting to them tap Whoa, whoa, Sit to them taps Whoa, whoa, oh, come, on. Yeah. Oh, come on, let's go Rise up when you're living on your knees You rise up Tell your brother that he's got to rise up Sister, she's got to rise up. When are these colonies gonna rise up? When are these colonies gonna
0: rise up? When are these colonies gonna rise up? When are these colonies gonna rise up? Rise up! Da,
2: da, dun, da, dun, yes, oh my God, totally. <laughs> Back in the
0: day. Hey kids. Back in the day, we used to have to sign onto the internet through our parents' phone lines. I actually
2: yep. played it once. Only I think one person episode.
0: could be on, and you had to ask everyone else in the house, is it yeah. okay? Don't, don't pick up ask? the phone, because you'll kick me off the internet. <laughs> ah, that was in da- your head de- dun- dun- de- dun- ding. Yeah, that was like me, because it's them, like, it's Transfer- their circle transferring it to the wider world. It's that sound of an idea spreading. Cool.
1: And did you ever <sighs> have moments of despair, like Sam Seaborn? Did you ever say, we're starting all over again from a blank piece of paper?
0: Constantly. Constantly.
2: In half hour, I want to make Toby laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who was your who was your? When'd you Toby? write that in the
0: car on the way here? Freak. Um, <laughs> Do you have a Toby? The room is always it's I mean my cabinet is Tommy, Alex, and Andy. And, and it was a while before it was Andy even. Uh, you know, Andy, I'll never forget. I don't know if Shockwave described this, but when we did the Lincoln Center concert. Um, you know, again, in my head, this was still maybe an album, so we didn't need a choreographer yet. That's the only reason we hadn't called Andy. I love Andy. Um, and I remember, you know, we didn't, hadn't written the duel yet. So Tommy said, why don't we close with the song? Everyone knows, which is the song that I had done at the white house. So we closed with Alexander Hamilton. Um, that's how we closed the concert. And then we did an encore of When You're Home because we had Chris and Mandy there. <laughs> I
2: mean, when you have Chris mm-hmm. and Mandy in one but sp- I'm. Mean, you just
0: make them sing when you're home. I like, feel like at it... any time, even if we're just like at a kid's party.
2: Yeah, like, cause sing cause when you're yeah. home! Yeah. You're They're standing like, next to each sorry,
0: other. I'm <laughs> sure <sorry, sorry, sorry, laughs> they really appreciate that. Oh. I remember looking out into the crowd singing Alexander Hamilton and seeing Andy's neck just about fall off his head, like his head just...
2: Like, he was you can't he see
0: was... how far my head is gyrating <laughs> around my neck, but um, I, I could see him choreographing it from his chair sure. in the Allen room at Lincoln Center. Um, and I will never forget that moment of like how hard he was feeling it.
2: Well, my question, I have a main question that when I was watching the West Wing the other day, like I do, I was inspired to ask you, remember that scene when Donna is Canadian and then it's for Abby's birthday and then she's like, let's get hammered yeah and then Mary Louise Parker is like the first lady just wanted me to get boozy with her you don't think I want to write a book someday and so they can't like they. CJ wants to ask her like are you first lady right now or are you Abby so Mike and I have worked with our friends a lot it's what we do yeah. when we made our web series the residuals which is like we're so insanely proud of it and it's just we it's our baby it's yeah but I, I feel like you can relate to that so when are you first lady (laughs) Uh and when are you Lynn because I feel like you have all these geniuses and you are one of I mean your cabinet is full of geniuses including you so is there ever a time where you have to balance like when you're first lady when you are Lynn or is that even a thing or do you guys just like know each other so well that that's well, not even we got a issue. real
0: shorthand during Heights. I mean, yeah. that was sort of the the crucible uh, for us. And and that was way in a lot of ways harder than Hamilton because there was no spine. And, and, and Kiara is very much a part of that, even though she she didn't work on on Hamilton. Like we all have a shorthand when we're around each other because we've just made a million decisions together. Right. Um, right. And so the benefit of that shorthand is great. But well, also- how did you
2: get to that shorthand then? Like, was that tricky?
0: Well, well, Tommy's Tommy's really smart. That's the thing. Tommy's much smarter than me. Like the Leo McGarry uh, metaphor applies in every situation. Right. Like I'm very much Bartlett. Like, oh man, I
2: love him ver- so much. Yeah, he's yeah. very
0: much, you know. And and my way of contributing is bringing in a song, and then he's going to bring in everyone else, and they're going to make my work better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's about as one to one a metaphor as you sure. can get. um You know, when Tommy realized I was serious about this was was after I'd performed my shot for an Ars Nova benefit Mm -hmm. with just shock doing beatbox and me rapping. Like, again, still hadn't committed to chords. (laughs) Like -hmm. there's no chord progression. That was just like me rapping to shock. Um, But I did both verses, uh, both of Hamilton's verses at that point. And Tommy's first thing he said was, well, let me go read the chair now book. I'm going to go circle the things I think are a musical. You circle the things you think are a musical and we'll sort of see where we meet. Um, so already he's getting us on the same page.
2: I love how he says, let me just read it like that's an easy thing to do, <laughs> to read the 700 Well, I mean, listen,
0: book. I know there's a lot of boring history books out there. I don't consider Chernow's books one of them. I read that thing like it was Dickens. Like I don't I was, think it's
2: boring at all, but yeah. I have... Put this pressure on myself that when I don't have awesome and I promise you guys I will get back to it Mike and I have committed I will get back to yes. dissecting the the churnout chapters that I know super annoyingly. I call the chirpters. I'm like trying, to make, <laughs> I'm trying to make fetch happen. I'm calling them chirpters. I get it But it's hard because I, that is not how my brain works right. at all, but I do want to understand it because you have sort of woken us all up and you you know uh my friend zeke from glad who was on the show was like you've turned us all into history buffs so it's hard when we're, i'm trying to understand it and then explain it to people in a recorded medium Yeah. <laughs> so but it, it's dense but it's great like it's, yeah, it's great like if i didn't have to explain it to people i probably would blow through yeah it just i think because. what ron
0: did that was so brilliant was he sort of latched on to this guy's relentless
2: mm-hmm.
0: this guy's relentless and he's He's going to throw 20 things at the wall and that's – and so he infuses his understanding of it through every biographical detail. And and that's what makes it interesting to – I mean that's what made it interesting to me. Um, I, I just uh, – you know, I was reminded of my dad. I was reminded of so many immigrants I grew up with who worked 20 jobs. Like it was just – I I read the book and was like, I know this guy. Yeah, And that's never – That was never something I ever felt reading a historical piece.
2: So it felt like super familiarity
0: yeah I was like I know this dude I, I got grown one up in job team. two job three when I need it. <laughs> yeah exactly
2: you um, I also love the absolute shade that Chernow throws where it's like he says things my favorite line is you know because it's Jefferson you have to take it with a pound of salt a pound <laughs> not a grain yeah. not, a, not a pinch a yeah. pound right. of salt he and, is, and hates that's Jefferson where, but
0: that's also where his job and my job are different right because yeah. I gotta get inside Jefferson I gotta, I gotta be Jefferson for as long as I need to be him to write his music I gotta be Burr And so I think By definition By having to step Into their skin I It's more sympathetic Because I gotta figure My way into them Yeah And um, And so I think my Burr Is a lot more sympathetic Than his Burr um, Yeah And 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 we Talked about that Like we discussed that um, I read another book That was really great In terms of Unlocking Burr It's called The Heartbreak of Aaron Burr By H.W. Brands You'll read that in a day It's like okay. 200 pages Great And it's um, And it's really It It examines Burr Specifically through His relationship with his wife And his daughter And That was my way into Burr mm-hmm. um, And Because When you see him that way When you see him through the light of First of all He is He is the early feminist He Educated his daughter The really way did. Men were educated at the time um, He married an older woman And And she was really smart And Um And his, and his, and his mom was like, it was just like, that was just how he grew up and that's what he believed. And so when you see everything through that prism, his actions make a lot more sense because he doesn't explain his own actions. You know, he does not leave behind this like insane footnoted trail like Hamilton does, where Hamilton, you know, writes down everything that's in his fucking head for better or worse. Mm -hmm. You know, Burr, we've got to figure out. What do you want? What do you want? In the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it happens, wo- the room where, where, where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it happens. same day We don't get a say in what they trade away. We dream of a brand new start. But we dream in the dark for the most part. Dark has a tune where it happens. happens.
2: Did you go through, like, this week, I'm going into, Jefferson said, this week, I'm going, like, how did you separate trying to get into all of their minds? Because I feel like you really captured them in, for this musical, so well. And I know that they're, like, I love hercules mulligan it's a thing i'm saying it like i have a tattoo idea about it that's where i I mean that's
0: one where i fell in love with the name and then learned more about the guy right like hercules mulligan is the greatest hip-hop name a hip-hop artist never come
2: on come on (laughs) uh but i always say like i love your version of hercules mulligan right because i know there's a lot that we don't know and i know that they're like that he they were not all at francis tavern at the same time you know fine uh but how did you like did you have to separate that or like when to get into so many people's minds at one time. I mean,
0: that's that's the fun. That's, yeah. You know, that's the fun. When you think about any of your favorite musical writers, you have to remember that they get to play every part. You know, Sondheim has Sweeney Todd and Tony and Maria inside him somewhere. Mm-hmm. He found the words that they say to each right. other. Um, and, that's, and we're actors at the end of the day. Any great musical theater writer is an actor. Jason Robert Brown is a great actor. Adam Gettle is a great actor actor. Janine Sori is a great actor. Um, you know, it's about putting yourself in those shoes and talking to yourself till it feels real. And the, you know, the distance between me and these characters is so much more different than like me writing people in my neighborhood and in the Heights, right? So the only way to bridge that distance is empathy and research. That's the only, those are the only tools you have. You do research until you sort of understand their data day circumstances as much as possible. And then you get in there yeah. and you figure it out. And, um... That's that's a joy and it's it's a joy to be Eliza. You know, Eliza is so uh, is so much fun to be. It was so much fucking fun being Angelica. Uh, you know, I wrote a lot I was of
2: say I feel like it's not so much fun to be Eliza because she had a lot of work
0: to do and she She did, but she also um she is She's smarter than Hamilton in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and and she in terms of common sense, in terms of taking a breath, in terms of just being a person. <laughs> yeah,
2: just saying, hey, right here, right here. Yeah, hey.
0: and uh, and so you know, she's she's your best instincts, mm-hmm. and um, and so that's a joy to write. I'll never forget writing that would be enough. You know, there's no historical precedent for that would be enough. Mm-hmm. That was. Um, it's funny, the songs that really linger are the ones that are like, I have to write the day before a workshop or a reading. <laughs> and that was like the day before we had, this was not even an official reading for people. This was like a, a bunch of actors we got in a room. I remember Kenita Miller was playing Eliza for us. Um, she's going to be in uh, Once on this Island that's coming in. She's incredible. Um, and uh, it was the day before and that would be enough just tumbled out. I mean, I just wrote it and like I'm, Bawling while I'm writing it, like I, I could play my demo, like I'm like, like I'm off key the whole time because I was crying while I was writing it. And, and you had a
2: deadline, like that would be enough. Yeah, like it had the to next done.
0: Well, no, it wasn't that it had to be done. It was that we've got actors for this week, right? So what do you want to hear, actors here, <laughs> yeah. and not like your own terrible voice? Sure. Like what do you want to hear, like um, actors playing with, so that you can learn about what you've written?
1: We don't need a legacy. We don't need money If I could grant you peace of mind If you could let me inside your heart
0: Oh, let me be a part of the narrative In the story they will write someday Let this moment be the first chapter Where you decide to stay
1: And I could be enough be
0: enough yeah another one of those was history has its eyes on you history has its eyes on you was like a night before this is the last day we have the actors and chris is here so like let's have chris sing history has its eyes on yeah, You." yeah
2: let's not waste chris jackson everybody history has its eyes
0: What I wish I'd know when I was young and dreamed of glory you have no control who lives who dies who tells your story it, it, it's funny because there are moments that are very rooted in research but then there are very there are moments that are very... um I I went into these people's lives and I found something personal in there. You know, I, 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 I think I mentioned this in the Hamilton book, but, like, the scene where, like, Philip is doing his little rap for, like, Hamilton, like... I'm all three of those people. That's <laughs> <Right, laughs> you know what I mean. Right. Like I was the kid whose parents worked a lot. So any scrap of attention I could get from my parents, like, oh, I did something. I made something. I made yeah. something. Look, I made this. Mm-hmm. I but I'm also now the parent who is a very busy parent and uh, has to be torn away from work sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like the kid at the piano like the parent at the piano next to my kid who loves playing the piano. So like that's one of those situations where it's like Oh, I can see myself very clearly as both Eliza, Philip and Hamilton in this moment. And there's no historical precedent for that. That's just a moment that needed to happen between those characters at that point.
2: Yeah. Well, Scott Wasserman said that you originally wanted to play Burr and everyone was like, that's hilarious. That's you are way too Hamilton. So what about that? Was it just because (laughs) you knew you wrote like... Oh, amazing songs. all the best songs for for <laughs> show. Yeah. I mean
0: and, and 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 it's I mean it's true like if you'd written wait for it, wouldn't you want to play the guy who sings that song? Yep. <laughs> like
2: I have said sure I, Hercules Mulligan is my favorite, but yeah. I we have talked about this on the podcast a million times. If there's anyone I could play, it's Burr. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, no, I mean, wait for it was such a gift when that song arrived. Um, and I say arrived because again, You do your research, you do your research, and then one day, when you're riding the train, my grandfather was a fire and brimstone preacher, sort of comes into your head. You think of uh, homilies and hymns won't teach you. Oh, that's a nice little Mm four-syllable agreement that's happening there. And then the rest of it starts to like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like the you put a piece down and then like the outline of another piece starts to emerge it's like
2: unraveling but it's all coming together at the same time yeah
0: yeah and 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 that happened very quickly that was the first verse i wrote actually the second verse i wrote first um i wrote brimstone preacher hymns won't teach you and then it all started showing up and um when i finished writing that song i was like well yeah i want to sing this song My grandfather was a fire and brimstone
2: There are things that the homilies and hymns won't teach you. My mother was a genius. My father commanded
0: respect. When they died, they left no instructions, just a legacy to protect. Death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we keep living anyway. We rise and we fall and we break and we make. And if there's a reason I'm still alive When everyone who loves me has died I'm willing to wait for it it. I'm willing to Wait wait for it It's also it's also the thing of playing ag- against type in a way. You know, yeah. like I I know no one thinks of me as being chill or hiding an emotion. I mean, Same. by nature of my job, there's tons I have to hide. Sure. Like there's stuff I'm working on that you don't know about until the day we have to announce it because people above my pay grade are supposed to announce it on a the zillion day. Percent, yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I I have my Slytherin ways. I can keep a secret as well as Burr. <laughs> I have that totally. side to me and and Wait for it feels just as personal as my shot, as that would be enough feels personal, as what did I miss? Feel you know, like my job's to find my way into all of them, right? Sondheim very famously says, None of this is autobiographical, none of this is autobiographical, like to a almost to a fault. He's like, I
2: Does you will not, not find me in my much? shows, like, come on. but at the
0: same time, I know that he had to find his way into them because they're that good because he found his way in exactly. Them. So, uh, so that's that's the gig. And um, and so, yeah, so when, you know, when you write Room Where It Happens, like, yeah, the selfish performer part of me was like, I would love to sing this song. Shit.
2: Well, Mike. And I had a
0: running joke because I would stand on the side during Room Where It Happens and, you know, it brings the house down every night. And I would just turn to whoever's next to me and go, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot playing Hamilton over here.
2: Well, what do you what do you. Call the room where it happens. We
0: started calling it Burr's truth
2: serum song. <laughs> and because so many amazing people have been on the show, like Nick Walker and, and Greg Trico have said like, oh no, it happens three times. And I cannot even get into the emails that I get. And then they were, it's like, I'm sorry, what? Like this conversation happens from all three points of view. Uh, well, I think
0: I think what I relate to in Burr is is the notion of, because we, we've all been at this point in our lives and our careers of, I have everything it takes to be where that person is on TV, mm-hmm. that person is on stage, that person is in movies. I have everything they've got. Why am I sitting on my couch eating Cheetos? <laughs> and Oy. Why are they there? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the part of me that relates to Burr. Um, I Certainly uh, his devotion to his family I relate to. That was very important to find his human side and his familial side. Um, but Burr is also... The difference between Burr and Hamilton is... They're both orphans They both had these weirdly hard upbringings But Burr grew up with everything And Hamilton grew up with nothing So Hamilton has nothing to lose And Burr has everything to lose Mm -hmm. And that marks you That makes you go I'm not going to step out on this position Until I'm sure what everyone feels Right Um, You know, when You know, I've known people Whose parents have done great things And it's tough You know, it's tough when you're father or your mother is the best at this one thing. You know, Burr's dad was the president of Princeton. Burr's grandfather was like an infamous preacher. Yeah. So you grow up and you go, what am I going to be? Yeah. I'm going to be great. I just haven't figured out what I'm going to be great at yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also, I also went to, uh, you know, I, I spent kindergarten through 12th grade at Hunter which was a school for, I mean, it was Professor X's school for gifted sure. teens. yeah. And I met a million kids who, if they had just picked musicals ahead of me, they would be the ones you're talking to right now. Like, who are more talented music And I'm not blowing smoke. Like, more musically talented than me, more verbally gifted than me, more just fucking smarter than me. Um, and, but they had the birthing thing of like, well, what am I going to do with it? And so... They never chose. Um, and I've I I have i I've had my heartbreak with incredibly talented people who just never committed to the thing they're doing.
2: Totally. Yeah.
0: Um, and you know, great actors I went to college with, great actors I went to high school with, who just never
2: fucking did, did it. the thing. Just show up just. and
0: take the take the losses and do it because you're good at it. Yeah. Um and so I relate to that part of Burr of the like I know I'm good enough to do this, but I'm terrified to make a step towards it. Um, and I think that's very relatable In a lot of ways more relatable than Hamilton, who was like, I know what the fuck I'm going to do. I have no time. Let's go. Yeah. Um, you know, that to me is, you know, I, I, I I I don't see myself as that. I see I see people like Lennon and McCartney like that. I see outcasts like that. I see the people who you know the Beatles broke up when they were 27 years old. I mean,
2: they were kids. <laughs> you know? They yeah. were kids.
0: But they just knew what they wanted to do and yeah. they got great at it and they never stopped experimenting and they never stopped surprising themselves. Um, and so I look at people like that in awe. And I uh, I feel burr like when I see people yeah. like that. You know, and so so that's that was and that was The fun of the show was figuring out what Hamilton and Burr's relationship was, and also realizing this is not Valjean Javert. This is not one pursuing the other. Uh This is not Salieri Mozart. This is not that Burr is gift Hamilton's gift and Burr is not. Mm -hmm. They're equally gifted. Sure. It's just that Hamilton's got an engine in him and Burr doesn't. Well,
2: I can't believe that Jefferson's not the guy who killed him. Right. They. Fucking hated each other
0: And I have to figure that out As a dramatist So I have to make it A contrast in temperament Yeah And because Hamilton and Burr Circle each other much more You know Jefferson doesn't show up till Act Two Right um, He was kind of gone When Hamilton was making An impression in The Colonies And so um, That's that's the play That's yeah. the move That's how you You make for maximum drama You make a difference Of temperament And um, It's a lot of fun Oh my god <laughs> Can we take a bathroom break? That's yes. a great idea I concur.
2: Hey, I'm Dot Smith. Hey G Dot Pen. That's the end of Lintoberfest, Episode One.
1: Uh, just getting started.
2: Just getting started. There's a full month. Almost. Four episodes in October, but it's called lidtoberfest Guys,
1: it's really exhausting sitting here watching TV while Jillian edits. I got to tell you, it's my job is really difficult.
2: You know, I cannot stand the sound of myself anymore. It's just been constant, um, especially episode two, because it's what I call freestyle o'clock. <gasps> It is, you guys, I'm so mortified by it. I can't, like, I'm not done editing it yet. I still have, like, finishing touches and stuff to do. I cannot wait for it to be over because even listening to it, I'm the worst freestyler in the world. Mike is an amazing beatboxer who beatboxes under Lynn manuel Miranda freestyling. And I forget every word in the English language, like, actually every word.
1: Here's a little confession. I took on the beatboxing role because I knew I would be just as bad at freestyling as you are.
2: So you threw me under the bus a little bit?
1: A little bit. I just made myself useful in other ways. Great. So, simple.
2: Anyway. And I
1: didn't have a Shockwave masterclass. So, you know, I'll give myself a little credit for that. That
2: is true. That's all I can do. That's it. <laughs> That's what, uh, yeah. Thank you, Shockwave, for indulging me. So we have two more like real episodes, I guess you can say. And then we have the Lynn B sides for episode four, which is going to be outtakes and non sequiturs and things that maybe need some explanation or corrections. And Mike here will be my co-host for that. And we'll do some commentary and some behind the scenes stuff.
1: Sounds good. I'll be here.
2: Yeah. And how about this? I'll take questions if you're in the Patreon Facebook group. How about that? Why the hell not? Why not? Hey. Hey. OK, so we also just as, as Lynn has been saying on his Twitter, these are not ordinary times. I just wanted to use this platform to let you know what you can do to help Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. which is struggling right now. Our fellow Americans and just fellow humans mm-hmm. and also how to help with relief to other uh, locations and areas that have really been affected by these natural disasters as of late. So you can go to Hispanic slash donate. That is what Lynn has been pushing. 100% of the proceeds are going to Puerto Rico. Just
1: donate a dollar. Yeah. Anything. Anything helps.
2: Do you want to explain why? Because I'm going to get mad about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we're all pretty mad about a lot of things uh, these days involving the hurricane and the response and its results. And as Lynn has encouraged us on Twitter, uh, channel the rage, channel the anger, do something good. Go to HispanicFederation.org. And also just be nice to the person next to you. But um, it's getting reinforced on the news a lot that Puerto Rico is part of the United States of America. It
2: sure is.
1: um, Which is really important for some people to hear over and over and over again. Um, Why is that important? I've been thinking about that myself because we're all in this together. We're all citizens of the world. We're all here. We're all relying on each other. But for better or for worse, it matters because... Puerto Rico relies on the 50 states of the United States of America because of the way that it works when you're part of a country and everything that it implies, they rely on us more so than they rely on other countries. And we're also still a very wealthy country and because Puerto Rico and its citizens and its economy 100 miles across, as Lynn rapped on John Oliver. Yep. They were there for us. They were there f- recently during Harvey and Irma and during Katrina and during Sandy here in New York. They need our help. And they rely on the U.S. because they're part of the U.S. So they're getting help from all over the world. But they rely on the U.S. more than any other country because that's the, that's their country. Right. So it's as simple as that, really. Uh it's. I'm it seems like, so
2: easy, right? I'm it's,
1: like I'm like rubbing my temples right now. Uh, no, thank you, you know. for
2: taking it. I know it's a very frustrating thing to explain. I appreciate it because I would just be flipping tables right now, screaming.
1: Yeah, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir here. That we all understand. Um, yeah,
2: and even if they weren't part of this country, that's why I have links to help Mexico from the earthquake. Like people are in need, and humans helping humans. are... It's, that's not political. That's just what we should do it's when not. people are in need. And
1: we would be doing it no matter what. Um, but the point is, if if we weren't the number one contributors to their recovery, they would really be lost right. because they're we are their country and they are us.
2: Hispanicfederation.org slash donate. A dollar. That's it. That's it. Yeah. If you have more and you want to do more, awesome. But if all of us did a dollar, that would be... More helpful than, than I think we can even fathom right now. And I also have, there's this awesome link on businessinsider.com that has all the charities, like local charities, local in Florida and local in Texas and Mm -hmm. Mexico. So
1: Carmelo Anthony has a great charity. What's that? The Carmelo Anthony Foundation is another great charity.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And I also have listed uh, BakerRipley.org, OneAmericaAppeal.org, TheHumaneSociety.org. Let's not forget about the animals, everybody. Mm-hmm. So there are tons of resources, TheHamilcast.com, under this episode all the links and also all the links to the episodes that we talked about in the show mm-hmm. shockwaves two episodes mandy gonzalez episode and the ian weinberger episodes you guys we talked about ian weinberger a lot the associate musical director and conductor of hamilton so definitely listen to those because in these next episodes we mention and reference him a lot so i just wanted to shout those out as well mm-hmm. And did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, Yeah, I would just say uh,
1: keep watching the news or reading the news as frustrating as it is, because given what we're learning about the red tape down in Puerto Rico, it might become necessary uh, or more necessary for you to call your representatives Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure that the process is getting streamlined as much as possible.
2: Yeah. That's why we are recording this on Sunday night hours before this episode goes live, because things can change at any moment. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that you guys have everything up to date and when in doubt, look it up. Everything is, is there for you at your disposal. And Lynn is being so amazingly vocal about it. So he, he will, he will let you know what to do and where to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess that's it. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's as exciting for me as it is for you. Still, and me. And you. Yeah, I still cannot believe it. And I never told anyone what your social media was because oh. we, we just we broke and stopped and we were taking breaks and we were just going on and on. And then it just was crazy. So I forgot to do that. Can you please tell the lovely listeners where <laughs> they can find you on social
1: media? I am at MP Smith NYC. On Twitter, uh, you can find me on Facebook too, Michael Paul Smith.
2: Look at you. Are you just going to accept all the listeners? How nice. Hell yeah.
1: And on Instagram, it's also at MPSmithNYC. you are
2: very easy to find. Easy to find. If you want to learn about the New York Cosmos, follow Mike on social media <laughs> and you will learn about the New York Cosmos. There are a
1: lot of uh, tweets about, yeah, a lot of posts about jazz and soccer and and this very show oh and did you hear the news we have a web series do we, I, what i know i know they know that what there's residuals.tv. Is... tv the residuals.tv <laughs>
2: is... what? what 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 shocked, yeah. shocked i tell you <laughs> to find that there's gambling in this establishment <laughs> so yeah all right so next week is mostly like the, the music ep with lynn there's freestyling we go in on some musical motifs More than with Ian, we reference Ian's episodes, so definitely check those out. And um, that's it. All right, I'm going to finish this and put it online so you guys can actually hear it. Yes. All right, thanks for listening, guys. I'm G. Penn. I'm M. Smith. Guest, go to patreoncom Hamilcast. You can get access to the closed Facebook group where you can submit questions for upcoming guests, get behind the scenes access, live AMA videos, and other cool rewards. My gratitude for the Patreon peeps is through the roof and always will be. Thehamilcast.com is the home of all your podcast needs, including episodes, guest bios, and my Hamil reference-heavy and extensive notes on the Churnow chapters that I insist on calling chirpters. Sorry about that. You can listen to episodes anywhere you get your podcasts, but I'm just saying if you really loved it, you would subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for the podcast on social media, it couldn't be easier. At The Hamilcast on all the things. I'm at Jillian with a G on all social media and you can check out The Residuals, my web series with Mike, you know Mike, at theresiduals.tv and my true crime podcast with Patrick Hines of theater people at truecrimeobsessed.com. Thank you again for listening to the Hamilcast. I'll talk to you in five seconds on Twitter.